Hear us herein, the host of the hour, first to follow the fox named Neve, with books laid before the bear named M, to read and retire around the long fire. We are in our second year. We, yeah. We get to cheat. You're too. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. Technically Hi. speaking. We're back. Uh, we took two weeks off instead of one on accident. Yeah. Next December, um, remind it. me. It will be kind of probably between seasons, but remind me to just give you Yule off. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'll have, we'll be forced to take I, off anyway. Yeah, I figured that, like, Yule was going to, like, align with the abnormal mapping uh, recording. And it, it kind of would have. The, the big thing is that we had to go to Michigan earlier than we wanted to. For like Christmas stuff, I've got a I've got, um, I've got a radical idea for you. Don't go to Michigan. <laughs> um, that'd be nice. Um, I would probably never hear the end of it from my parents. So, <laughs> um, look, take it from me, someone whose parents are dead. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at some point that's gonna happen. I'm the I'm the youngest of five. Neither of my parents are that young anymore. So um, I'm not saying it's like immediately on the right. But like my my dad was an old man when we visited. Mm-hmm. You know how like old men have that like that old man walk? Like their legs just are like stiff yes. constantly. Um, this is the first time I've seen my dad where he just had that old man walk like entirely. So um, well. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to be but, back. We d- we did a whole thing. We've recorded a whole podcast. It's on Ornate Starwells. Go to exportall.io. Check that out. Uh, I went on to talk about 15 best Newt Us movies for all three of us uh, from 2022. Yeah. It was very spur of the moment. Yes. It was good. I had a great time. Um, uh, if we go as long as that one did, yeah. I will die. I will curl up and die. So we got to go. We got to move it. Um, <laughs> we're going to pick it back up with Lex De La Saga chapters 40 through 56 today. Yeah. Uh, I did take some notes on synopsis stuff, so I'll, I'll try and get through this. Okay. Um, yeah. So getting right into it, uh, Kjartan, who's one of the sons of Olivier, uh, purchases a half share in a mm. ship to go voyaging with Kalvier Ausgersen. Um, Olivier thinks this is a hasty decision. Uh, Gvutherin, who, uh, you know, they've had eyes at each other, Kjartan and Gvutherin. Uh, she's like, you should take me with you. Um, you know, she's like upset and it offers like, I'll do anything for you basically, uh, to make it up to her. And she's like, take me with I mean, you. It's not he... Iceland that I love. The thing he's, the thing that he says is like, no one here can hold shit down like you. You must stay. Yeah. Which yeah. is like a vote of confidence. Like, I get it. It sucks. But sometimes you have to be just be responsible. And the, the only person who's responsible is Vutheran, uh, Guthrin. And guess what? Guess who does not live up to Kjartan's faith in her? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyway, in Norway, uh, we got a, a different guy named Olivier. This is King Olivier. Um we're eventually going to read his saga. Uh, it's one of the lengthiest sagas in the um, Heimskringla, the like history of the Norwegian kings. Um, okay. But uh, he he's actively Christianizing the nation. So we're yeah, going to get lots this, of this. This guy. is really fascinating to me. I'm really excited to hear more about this because this seemed yeah. wild. Like just, uh, the, just the social project of 
hey, I'd really like it if everyone just got got baptized and believed Jesus, please. And it seems like it went really quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's also, we'll get into it. it it's kind of funny because uh, it seems to, he seems to take different tactics sometimes. <laughs> uh, maybe that's yeah. part of why it happens so fast. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a fairly lengthy saga about him that's going to like really detail this process in Norway. Um, we'll get some other Icelandic sagas that we'll talk about. Um, the conversion of Iceland, which kind of gets alighted here, but, um, King Olivier's Christianizing, uh, Norway. Um, and the Icelanders show up and they're like, we don't want to, this like whole Christian thing. Like, I'm, we're not feeling this vibe. Um, there's some like, when they land, Carton sees the skilled, uh, swimmer, ask Bully, do you think you could beat him? Um, this is the gayest shit in all the land. This yeah, is some yeah. Gilgamesh and Enkidu <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, so Bully's like, no, I, I don't want to try. And Carton just goes out there and holds him under the water, like as long yeah. as he can. Um, yes. and then they just like can keep fighting this way. They like keep having these, like, they're chasing each other and holding each other down. Yeah. It's just these um, burly men <laughs> trying to fake murder each other to prove their strength. I'm like, yeah, here yeah. we go. <laughs> um, anyway, man. uh, this goes on for a little bit. And then eventually he's like, by the way, uh, do you know who you're talking to? And he's like, I don't really care. And he's like, well, you are talking to King Olivier Trigvison. Like, that's who you've been holding down underwater. Um, and Carton's like, oh, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and King Olivier's like, I'm going to give you a cloak. Uh, and he's like, oh, cool, cloak. Uh, and all of his, all of Carton's friends are like, why'd you accept that from the king? Like, he's going to want to Christ- Christianize us now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Olivier is aggressively uh, converting this specific area where they are, um, mostly by force. Um, and Carton's like, I don't want to be forced to do anything against my will. Uh, so I have this idea. Let's go while the king's sleeping to his quarters and just burn him to death in his quarters. Um, and Bully's like, I'm too much of a coward for all of this stuff. Um <laughs> the the universe with Kjartan and King are like doing this weird flirtatious murder romance. Uh, everything about this is the whole like just it's so much. Where he's like, I'm gonna kill him. No man can force me to do anything, King. Maybe you should try it. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, unbeknownst to them, there's a uh uh like spy who's listening in and hears this which we're going to get a little bit more uh but first i want to read this great passage uh both of us screenshotted this and posted (laughs) it on our locked accounts um so the next morning the king called a meeting and summoned all the icelanders when they had assembled he stood up and thanked all those all those men who were his loyal friends and had converted to christianity for answering his summons to the meeting he ordered the icelanders to come before them and asked whether they wished to be baptized not really they replied (laughs) It's so casual. <laughs> uh, this this My whole like section of the saga happened. is delightful. <laughs> uh, the thing about this that I really like that's going to happen is there's going to be multiple times where um, the king will just be saying something, and all the like Christian converts like, "Oh, this is really good," and everyone's like, "What the fuck's going? On? Why are they like this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a fucking Monty Python sketch here for a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, uh, then, uh, King Olivier is like, oh, I heard someone wanted to burn me in my sleep. Um, well, the man who like said that step forward, uh, and Karen's just like, I'm not a, I'm not a pussy. I'm going to step forward. 
Um, just immediately fesses up to it, which I think King Olivier was not expecting. Um, but he's like, well, since you owned up to it, I'm not going to put you to death. Uh, and also, God doesn't want anyone to be forced to follow him. Please ignore the fact that I have been, like, forcing a bunch of people to follow him. Uh, he doesn't want anyone to be forced to follow him. So I'm sure uh, you're just going to become a part of the better faith. People are going to flock to it because you do. Um, it really just feels like this, like posting through it the like i'm not owned you're owned um except that he is going to be proven right is the the funny part <laughs> yes um but just, as this, this is thing, establishing boundaries keratin's like i'll kill you if you try anything and he's like i just want what's given willingly and keratin's like yeah i guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh again though meanwhile is like forcing at the point of a sword lots of people to convert yes <laughs> I just not his stress. new boyfriend <laughs> yeah not his new boyfriend um so later a church is built uh the because they're like still hanging around in this area of norway uh the town's expanding because of the church uh and they're like let's go to the christmas service and just like laugh like let's just make fun of it because it's gonna be funny um but at the end of it, Kjartan ends up being swayed. Uh, and so the next day, the second day of Christmas, they go to be baptized. Uh, Kjartan and Bully swear allegiance to the king. Kjartan quickly becomes the king's most favorite, uh, favorite, obviously because they're already boyfriends. Um, let's see. Then, uh, so the king wants Kjartan to sail to Iceland to convert the country. Uh, and he declines. He says he wants to stay with the king. Uh, so he sends Thorbrander instead. Uh, we'll get some uh, tales, I think, in, in other sagas of Thorbrander coming and, and trying to convert people. Uh, a few people convert, but uh, he's driven out pretty soon after as well as, like, the men. Uh, well, some of them flee, and then, like, one of them gets persecuted um, at the all, all thing for blasphemy. Um, so... Yeah, they flee back to Norway, but then the next summer, the king sends some of them back to Iceland as missionaries, uh, including Gizir the White uh, and Hjalti Skegjason, who are two of the men who are converted. Um, they'll come up in other sagas. Um, Bully secures passage back with Gizir. Um, however, Kjartan, along with some, like, three other men, are held hostage, basically, by by Olivier. Um and during this, Carton's kind of flirting with the king's sister, uh, Ingebjörg. Um, then, let's see. Uh, so, Bully returns, um, reports all the news of Carton to Vutheran. Uh, she learns of Carton and Ingebjörg. Um, and... Basically, like, her her first response is like, that's great, he deserves the best. Like, it's so cool, I'm not jealous at all. Do I seem jealous? Um, did I lose you? No, you didn't lose me. Okay. <laughs> you were just quiet for a bit, and I was like, uh, yeah, but, um, so, you know, he deserves the best woman, and clearly that's me. That's, it's, or it's not me, clearly it's Ingebjörg. Uh, this is fine. <laughs> um... And so soon after, Bully starts hitting on her, and she's like, no, I'm waiting for Kjartan. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, just another person who seems to be posting through it. <laughs> yes. Um, no one has posted through it more than Guthrun on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Bully goes and asks uh, Olivier Peacock, who 
uh, as a reminder, is his uncle and foster father, is Kjartan's father, uh, to support the marriage request. Um, Olivier's like, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, He's like this seems like <laughs> such a terrible idea. Why would you do this? Like, Kjartan's being held hostage in Norway. Um, but, uh, Bully goes himself to speak with Osvifer, who's, uh, Guthrun's father. Um, and he's like, it's up to her to choose, but then like really pressures her and, and like emphasizes, I'm going to be really upset with you if you say no. Uh, so with enough pressure, she, she acquiesces, she agrees to the marriage. Um, Guthrun is displeased by this though, as is Olivier. Um, but Olivier does that it does attend the wedding for bully's sake. Um, and it, it says in the, the text that the marriage lacks affection or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause they, they're, this is the, I don't understand why anyone agreed to this. This is everyone yeah. knows is a bad idea. It's been neon sign bad idea for like years. <laughs> We've had chapters and chapters about how marriages go right. When like the woman agrees to it. <laughs> um, yes. And now we're just throwing that aside. Uh, but so, um, it's reported in Norway that Iceland is unchristianized. Uh, we will see this process in other sagas. I think, uh, Njal saga, what we're reading next. Um, I think this will cover some of it. Um, Njal saga is like far more interested in the legal side of things. And so I think we actually see the, the like legal decision made for the, the country to officially convert. Um, but it's like decided at the all thing, but we don't get any of it. This is all just happening behind the scenes in this yeah. saga. We've got, we've got um, the world's most unforced error relationship drama to get through instead. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hearing that, uh, Iceland's been Christianized. King Olivier frees all the hostages. But when Kjartan's like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going back to, to Iceland. He's like, what the hell? I thought we were like bros. I thought you were like interested in my sister. Uh, we had like a yeah, good thing I, going I, here. I, I heard, thought you were interested in my sister. Please stay. Yeah. Love of God. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Kjartan's like, no, I'm, I'm going back home. Uh, goes to say farewell to Ingebjörg. Um, and she gives him this golden headdress to give to Guthrun as this wedding present. Um, and kind of does like a, a weird dig about his, I guess, like great grandma or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe grandma. I'm trying to think of it. grandma because Olivier's, uh, mother was the, it's something about like, we'll know that like, you know, your consort wasn't a slave woman, basically. Um, which is just a, a weird dig at, at his grandma to do. But anyway, uh, gives this beautiful golden headdress. Uh, it's going to cause a lot of drama soon. Um, also, uh, King Olivier gives Carton a sword, who we will come to know as King's Gift. Um, and ominously says, no weapon will harm him while he bears it. And then when he leaves, says even more ominous shit oh, about this him. Is, this is the most you have doomed this man by even opening your goddamn mouth yeah. that anything has ever happened. Oh, it's, it's remarkable. Um, He's just broken up about Karen leaving him. Yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes your boyfriend leaves and you don't know how to deal with it. But you shouldn't curse his name by saying <laughs> ominous shit like this. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Carton goes back with uh, Calvier, who was also held hostage. Uh, they're greeted by their families, um, and their sisters are there, and they're like, "Oh, choose from the bounty." Um, and while they're out, like mooring the boat, basically, uh, Calvier's sister Hravna, 
um, she chooses the headdress. Uh, and so first Calvier comes in and is like, take it off immediately. And she still isn't taking it off when, uh, Carton comes back and is like, oh, it suits her. Uh, you know, I should just take you as my wife because it suits you so well. Um, again, being kind of a flirt, I feel like Carton is just flirty throughout this. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's, uh, he's just spent he's just spent three years hanging out with the king. I guess it was a full three years. I don't know, but he's been having a a, a time. One would yeah. say, yeah. Um, look, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little flirty. Yeah. <laughs> we will see that he he does he does seem like he was like pretty loyal to. I want to get back to Guthrun. Uh He just likes to flirt. I think that's the vibe I get. Okay, fair <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, then she notes that, or I forget exactly. This. There's something where he's like, basically, if you don't marry me, like I won't be your suitor for very long because I'm going to go marry Guthrun. Is kind of what he's implying. Uh, but then he goes and finds out that Guthrun married Bully, and he's obviously pissed off about it. <laughs> uh, both of them are. Guthrun's also pissed off. Is like, what the hell? Like you, yes. you told me that like he was going to marry this. Uh, you know, sister of the king in Norway, and now he's back and he wants to marry me. Um, like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and Bully's like, I I told you what I knew. Um, but uh, Carton, Olivier suggests to Carton that he still embrace Bully as his dear friend. Um, however, when he goes to visit Bully, he refuses a gift of fine horses uh, and kind of doesn't seem very excited about the whole trip. Uh, you know, kind of just sulking in the corner during the the, par- the party or whatever. Um, then uh, after Christmas, uh, Carton goes north uh, to... It's really fucked up just have Christmas show up because now everyone, yeah. everyone's into Jesus. Yeah, suddenly every like time is being tell- told by like Christmas, Easter, yes. like <laughs> these like big holidays keep coming up around like central things. Uh, so after Christmas, Kjartan goes north to Ausbjarnanes for a party. Um, is mostly spending his time with Calvier, his, his you know buddy he came home with from Norway. He's not really interacting with Bully much. Um, his sister Thurther is like, you should try and put this loss of Lutheran behind you. Just pursue Ravna instead. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, agrees to it. They they talk and um, eventually become betrothed. Um, also it's noted in here, I just thought it was funny that he's such a cool Christian now that he can do a Lenten fast of only eating dry food and like be fine. And everyone thinks this is like amazing. Everyone's like, he's only- <laughs> everyone's like, if, if we don't eat meat, we die. <laughs> well, he's probably still like, he's like probably eating jerky. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it just, it just had the sense of like, no one has seen a vegetarian before and it blows their fucking minds. That's the, like the vibe yeah. the thing has. It's like, this man is foregoing his like, his like feasts. Cannot believe it. What a remarkable yeah. man. Miracle. I'm like, is so, I'm assuming by this, like he's still drinking water and probably like ale, like alcohol was pretty common because mm-hmm. it was safer than water. Yes. Um, he, but he's probably not having like uh skier and like the the way in our so like they would make this cheese called skier that you can now it's all really popular you can find it in grocery stores everywhere like the yogurt uh, people, stuff yeah okay. it's technically a cheese uh but it's a very soft like yogurty consistency cheese yeah um and that goes way back uh they've been making it for a really long time 
Uh, and so that was like a, a absolute staple food, um, in Iceland for a while. And then that and like lamb and mutton and, you know, cow. If you, one thing too is that like early people in, in Iceland, uh, tried really to do cows, even though cows aren't as suited for that landscape. So, yes. um, but probably eating a lot of like mutton. Um, but yeah, it's probably a lot of dried stuff. But he's having like, you know, dried sausage and things. But like, yes, you're still eating meat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why this is not impressive. Anyway. Um, no one's just ever denied themselves anything uh, like on purpose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in Iceland. It's a whole new, whole new concept. <laughs> and they're just blown away by it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, at the the marriage, he gives uh, Ravna the the golden headdress. Um, and this is their marriage is described as affectionate. So yes, um, it seems like despite sort of him being upset about Guthrie, he does do a decent job of like putting that behind him. And he does love, uh, I think he's like just freer with his love. Like, like Charton kind of gives me also that he could be like poly vibes, but he's just living in a like monogamous society. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he shacked with the King for like a, a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's um, just like, there's just a sort of like easy, like, you're seen Troy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the way the way Achilles just kind of like a not like a himbo, but kind of a himbo vibe. That's how I feel about character. Yeah. <laughs> I love the characterization. He's one of my favorite characters in this, just because mm-hmm. like I feel like I know this guy so much more than like some of the other guys we've read about. Yes. So, um, including even Bully, who who I do have a little bit of a sense of, but not quite as much as Karen. He's just such a personality, I feel like. Yes. Um uh, I think Bully would also complain that Kjartan stole all his thunder his entire life, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so at a feast held by Olivier, uh, Guthrun, it, this, like, is described great, where it's, like, pointed out that she, like, catches him changing his shirt, you know? Just, uh-huh. like, sees his, like, hot muscles or something. It's, like, I think what's being applied there. Uh, she specifically sees him changing his shirt uh, and saying that as long as he lives, uh, Ravna will take the place of honor at the table. That was a place that was previously reserved for her. And so she's uh, kind of upset by this. Um, she wants to see the headdress that was supposed to be hers. So she's like, hey, Ravna, like, why don't you wear this headdress uh, at the feast? And Kiran's like, no, nah, don't do that. We don't need to distract people with your, your like, gaudy headdress, you know? It's fine. Just, like, we'll wear that on other stuff he knows what's up he knows what Guthrun's on about um but then uh later um she convinces uh Guthrun to, to show her the headdress in private um so uh also at the feast uh Guthrun's kings uh kinsman Thorovir steals the sword king's gift from Kjartan uh it's recovered by this ga- uh, guy named um I think it's this one I actually forgot to look up what the actual spelling is because I'm not as familiar with this name, but I think it's on the the white, but it might be on the white. Um, but he recovers it. Uh, we're going to get a different one soon uh, who has some funny stuff going on. But um, then later at another feast, so that feast was held uh, at Olivier's where the sword was stolen. Now it's at Osvifer's, which is like Guthrun's family, uh-huh. um, and the headdress is stolen. Uh, and so Olivier's like, Kjartan, don't make a big deal out of it. Um, we get this line that gets quoted in Iceland of least said, soonest mended, 
Uh, basically, like, just don't say a lot of stuff. We can, like, mend this all over. Uh, but nobody listens, least of all Kjartan. Everybody just starts shit I mean, they did around just the steal, like, his, like, two yeah. most treasured possessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's in the right. Yes. Uh, I think Olivier's, like, very... I think, like, a recurring thing that I'm picking up this this read-through is that, like, how old age, like, tempers people and makes them more able to, like, figure out how to reach uh, conciliations with people, whereas, like, when you're younger, you're more hot-blooded and you might, like, pick fights about stuff rather than try and figure out just a way to, to smooth this stuff over. Um, and so, Olivier has, like, throughout a lot of this... By yeah, you he's... This. <laughs> but Olivier has, like, a lot of this just, like, we're gonna, like... Come on, like we're—he's your like brother, basically. Like you, you basically used to be dating. Didn't you read the early descriptions where you were the best of bros? Um, so, uh, but yeah, Kjartan doesn't listen. Uh, doesn't listen. You start shit. Um, you know, other people have it coming, but they say some cruel shit too. Um, Guthrie in particular. Uh, I like the part where she's like. Look, like, you probably just left it at home, but also, if it was stolen, like, it was probably just taken by the person who deserves it rightfully anyway, so, like, it's not a big deal. Like, you're just saying you stole it. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, after all this hullabaloo, and later after Christmas, so we get Christmas again, uh, Carton goes and surrounds uh, the farm where, the like, Osifer and his family live, which is called uh, Lair. Uh they they surround it, um, and at this time, people use outhouses to go to the bathroom, and so since, like, they're not letting people leave, then for three days, they basically have to shit on the floor. Um, and then he goes home, tells, uh, you know, talks about it. Hravna, like, has this little thing of, like, oh, I heard that you spoke with uh, Guthrun, and she was wearing the headdress. I think just trying to get a rise out of him. I don't think she actually, like, has information here, because the, the saga also says that it was burned. The headdress is probably burned. Um, but uh, he fires back that Lutheran doesn't need a headdress to be, be the most becoming woman. So, uh, you know, things are getting heated all around. Um, I also noted this thing where they are more upset about having to poop inside than if, like, one of their men was killed. And I'm just like, you little petty tyrants. <laughs> I also would be more upset about having to poop inside. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's gross. Then, like, if Jackson was killed... <laughs> I think there's a difference between like one of my men and like Jackson the first. That's, that's like true. that's like the king and uh and and uh Carton. That you know, it's like without the whole like secret uh yeah. tryst. Um there's no secret tryst between me and Jackson, please. Thank you. Um but I'm just saying there's like a whole other level about it. Yeah. I would um, say as Jackson sails away, uh they're so doomed. I can't believe it. Their whole life is about to go upside down. I didn't feel yeah. really bad when it happened. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, anyway, I, it was just a detail that stood out to me. Um, but uh, after this, uh, Bully and Guthrie go to buy some land. Uh, and like an agreement is reached, but there aren't witnesses enough witnesses to make it legal. Uh, Kjartan learns this, goes and snatches the land out from under them. Um and then uh, Lutheran pressures Bully to to go confront uh, Kjartan. And, and basically, we're going to get multiple times. I think this is one of them uh, where it's basically like, oh, you would be a better daughter than a son. 
Just like fully old Norse calling people a pussy happening in this over and over again. Um, but, um, oh, we also get this detail. Um, it's like 360, like 367, 368. There's the part where like Kjartan tells his plans to, uh, Thor Hotla Chatterbox, who we're going to learn is like, uh, kin to, to like Gwuthrun and like her family. And I'm like, like, this is the vibe of, uh, I'm watching Dunbine along with GGP. Uh-huh. And there's that part where, um, uh, show talks, I think Taro is the name of that little sprite, um, who like basically gets information about, uh, you know, how to go see Rimmel. And then the sprites like, and we've learned that I forget the actual name for these specific sprites, but like, you know, basically all they do is drink and tell stories. And he's just like, I don't have loose lips. I'm not going to tell anybody that you're going to go see her. And I'm like, it's like the same vibe. You're, you're telling your plans to Thor hot look chatterbox. Her name is chatterbox. Anyway, um, this is going to go bad. Yeah. Um, but then we get this great dream from, uh, so this is, uh, out in the black. Uh, I was about to get a new nickname. <laughs> Um, let me see. I might just like read this dream, uh, this like segment. Uh, so yeah, he, he, I think like wakes up screaming or at least like wakes up, uh, clearly upset and says a horrible looking woman approached me and tugged me sharply out of bed. She had a cleaver in one hand and a wooden meat tray in the other. Placing the cleaver on my chest, she slipped me right down or open right down to the front, took out all my entrails and put twigs in instead. Then she went off. And then all of his, like, all the other people, uh, in, like, Kjartan's family, like, basically all of his friends, they do the equivalent of, like, renaming the group, like, group chat to Twigbelly's Anonymous. They just give him this nickname of Twigbelly and just, like, laugh at him. Um, we do get, uh, Aether, who, by the way, this is the same one who, uh, there's the whole Breaches thing. Uh, she got that nickname Breaches Aunt, or, like, Aether. Um, she warns that this is probably a prophetic dream, but Kjartan's like, nah, it's fine. Uh, I did tell Shatterbox where I was going. I'm about to go there. It is, uh, by where Gluthrin and everyone is. There's been a, a bad prophetic dream. It's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I lived in an air, if I lived in this time, I would just believe my prophetic dreams. I feel yeah. like there's enough cult. These people know about like, the other legends like they they've they've heard about the the dreams right (laughs) yeah um the thing is though we only hear the dreams that are prophetic being described there's probably a lot of non-prophetic dreams people are having (laughs) i can tell the there are dreams where i wake up and i go that was a stupid dream and then there are dreams where something really horrible happens and i wake up and i go damn that's gonna set the tenor of the whole goddamn day and these people seem incapable of making that (laughs) distinction um yeah uh but so he goes ahead he rides uh rides past layer the farm uh sees him going uh Again, says, you know, you'd make better daughters than sons to, to you, you know, your parents, uh, if you're not going to go out there and kill Kjartan for, for what he did to me, basically. Um, Bully is still like, no, he's like my foster brother. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. Uh, I think she threatens divorce. It's kind of, she's like, this will be the end of our marriage, which I think is threatening divorce. Uh, I mean, it could be threatening 
other things, but, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, a giant battle breaks out. Um, Charton doesn't have King's Gift because after it was stolen, uh, and he lost the sheath, he kind of looked on it less favorably. Uh, but Bully has Legbiter, which, as we remember, was the, the sword fated to kill the most beloved in the family. Um, and Bully stands back during the fight, um, while all the sons of, uh, Osvifer are, like, injured. Uh, most of them are kind of lightly injured, but one gets, like, he's, loses the use of his left arm, his shield arm. Um, and, uh, Aun, uh, he gets stabbed in the stomach. His entrails hang out, like his dream, uh, fights for a while and eventually dies. Or so we think. It's, this is going to come back. It's great. <laughs> um, but Kjartan is unharmed through all of this, but his sword keeps bending because it's not the cool sword. So he has to keep standing on it and like bending it back into shape. Um, and eventually Kjartan's like, bully, are you going to stop being a coward? Just like pick a side. Like, are you going to fight with me or against me? I just like, I need to know. Um, bully's kinsmen are pleading for help because Kjartan's such a good, strong, amazing fighter. Uh, and so he draws his sword to attack Kjartan. Um, Kjartan's like, I'd rather be killed by you than kill you. And so he doesn't defend himself. Bully strikes him down immediately and, or yeah, strikes him down and then just like immediately regrets it. Um, he then goes to, he like delivers the body and then goes back to Guthrun after the slaying. Um, and she's pleased by this, but he is clearly upset. Um, and then she like tries to calm him down, but by saying, I'm very grateful for what you have done. Now I know that you won't go against my will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> I feel like that would not calm me down. Um, anyway, suddenly, so that night the, the bodies are laid out. Um, and suddenly Owen sits up, um, is alive. Uh, he's had another dream. Uh, it's on, let me see. I, I wrote down the, the page number. Um, so he says, fear not, I tell you in God's name, I was alive and in my right mind up until the moment when I lost consciousness. Then I dreamed that the same woman came to me as before, and now she removed the twigs from my stomach and replaced my entrails, after which I became whole again. And so they like put his entrails back in his stomach and bandage him up and he recovers and he's, he's pretty fine after, um, which I feel like I would be more shocked by, except that, uh, during World War II, my, my Opa was shot in the stomach and had his entrails hanging out, and they just crammed him back in and bandaged him up, and he recovered. Yeah. Uh, People can so. survive all sorts of wild shit. Yeah. My favorite from that is, so late in his life, he had to get, like, a feeding tube installed. Uh -huh. um, and when they were doing that, they took, like, a scan of his stomach, and, like, none of the things were in order. Cause they just kind of crammed them back in. They didn't, like, put them in the normal spot. Uh, and they're like, while we're doing this surgery, do I want do you want us to like put them back where they're supposed to be? And he just said, eh, they spent like so long in that order. Like just yeah. leave it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he lives. Uh, but even though he's, his dream is that he doesn't have twigs in his belly anymore. Uh, the nickname really sticks at this point. Everyone yes. just, he, they're constantly calling him twig belly, which <laughs> uh, is gnome of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at this point, it feels like maybe a little bit of like point of honor or something, but, um, the tone of it's changed. Uh, yeah. anyway, 
uh, Olivier's sons want to go and attack and kill Bully, uh, but Olivier's like, that will make up for losing Kjartan. Uh, do go kill the sons of Thor Hotla Chatterbox, though. They can, they can fuck off, but, <laughs> uh, killing my foster son, that's not gonna, uh, fix anything. Um, he does prepare a suit. Uh, he's given, like, sole judgment in the case, and so he outlaws all of the sons of Osvif. Um, they go to, to Norway, um, and then he spares Bully. He just asks for, like, monetary compensation in return, basically. Um, most people think this is a good outcome, um, but Olivier's wife is unhappy by this. Uh, and that's going to be important because Olivier is going to die of old age. Uh, now she's going to push everybody to, to seek revenge. Um, so bullying Lutheran set up at Tunga, um, also called Silent Stalls Tunga, which is just like specifying the, um, valley basically that this, this like tongue is located in. Um, but that's the land that Karen had previously snatched up from under them. Um, Halldor uh, and his mother Thorgather are at uh, Hjartharholt, which is Olivier's old place. Um, this book has a little map; you can see like where they're located. I think it's kind of important knowing that they're pretty close, but not like right next to each other. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we get some some additional stuff here um, where there's like more sort of little slights against each other. I don't know. If, I don't know if any of this stood out to you, but um, I did think it was funny. The the unnamed boy, um, and then I forget who it is. It's like, yeah, he doesn't matter. And I'm like, he doesn't have a name, so I guess so. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually, uh, Thorgather, uh, who, again, is Olivier's wife, um, so her son, Stainthor, uh, visits and she tells him to accompany him, uh, along with Huddledore, her other son, uh, to go to Sourbire to see her friend Aether. This is again, uh, breaches Aether. Um, while they're going on the way, she kind of redirects them to Tunga. Uh, and there is like, you'd make better daughters than sons because you have an avenged garden. Uh, let's go home. This is the whole reason why I brought you out here was just to, you know, stoke the fires. Um, so Hoddledore gathers a bunch of kinsmen. Um, a lot of them are kind of opposed to killing Bully, but he pressures most of them into going. Um, Thorgether also determines to go on this, uh, so that she can continue to urge people on. Um, and they go, they ambush Bully. Um, Alan Twigbelly is the first to go in and is struck dead. Uh, he's like cut from the shoulder. Uh, Lombi is injured. And then, um, oh, I was typing this on my, my phone earlier and it auto-corrected the name to hello, which is not his name. Um, <laughs> is it Helgi? I think, uh, uh, who enters with the like big fuck off Sephiroth spear with like the huge blade, <laughs> uh, just like stabs through bully shield into his stomach. Uh, Bully, we get more entrails here. He's trying to hold in his entrails. Um, and then Stainthor comes in uh, and cuts his head clean from his neck with a sword. Uh, at his mother's urging. His mother's like, do it, do it, basically. Um, then uh, they go out and Helgi wipes the blood from his spear on Guthrun's shawl. Uh, says that he suspects that his own death lies under that shawl as well. Um, 
you know, just foreboding about his own death here. But <laughs> um, Guthrum follows along. Uh, people think it's odd that she's just like chatting with them. Uh, and Holodor's like, she's trying to figure out like what part everyone played. That's like, she's up to some games. Um, I love the idea that she's like, everyone's fucking covered in her husband's blood and she's trying to Columbo the sea- crime scene together. Yeah. <laughs> I like the detail too of when. Um, uh, when Helgi wipes the blood from the spear on her shawl, she just smiles at him. Yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, then uh, she summons Snorri the Gothi. Um, he comes. He's like, oh, you want to reach a settlement? And she's like, no, I don't want that. I just want to swap lands. I don't want to be like near them. Uh, and so they do that the following year. And that's her end. Um, yeah. I really like these chapters. Uh, this is like the the part of the saga that I love the most. Uh, um, it's good. I Guthorn just needed to chill. There was no reason <laughs> to act like this. Yeah, she's definitely like the most petty in all of this. Um, like it seems like Kjartan's like you're the one who got married. <laughs> Kjartan, I can understand like, being Kjartan mad did at nothing bully. wrong here. I like I did yeah. not realize it was going to go this way because I feel like the first half of the saga generally is setting up all these two are going to be in this intense rivalry and Kjartan's going to over- always eclipse bully. Um, and that's going to cause a bunch of strife, like a Cain and Abel thing. But then Kjartan fucks off is like captive of the king, kissing on that royal beard, and uh, that's when everything goes to shit when he's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's outrageous. Um, it is. Uh yeah. Especially just like the biggest thing that I I mean I I kind of understand it in like a, a weird way, but um like a strange like internal psychology way where you like work yourself into being mad about like mad at the guy who you lost. Yes. Uh but it's just like why aren't you mad at like bully for all of this? But yes. um yeah. Bully sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's decided to be really petty for no reason. Like, you're the number two guy. Uh, but that's, like, compared to all other guys. It's fine to be another number two guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, your son is going to have his own tail. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're still notable. Um, but. Yeah. yeah watching so much watching the- Kjartan's thing fall apart has been... Uh, it was dismaying. I was invested enough to be upset that he got got so like decisively by people who didn't deserve to be the ones to do it. Yeah. I feel like too the, the part of him in Norway, like really endears you to him. Yes. Like, uh, you know, in a way that makes everything else so much more devastating. Um, yes. Cause there's a lot of guys where you're like, eh, like that kind of sucks for him, but you don't, you don't care about them in the same way. Um, Whereas Carton, I like yeah. I like care about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um He uh okay. he got baptized because it seemed like a uh, like the, the proper thing to do to win favor. Didn't really care. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't really affect <laughs> me who I pray. Like, there's the bit where the king's like men like that don't really rely on Odin or any like whatever, regardless. Uh and it's true. Doesn't yeah. mean shit. Yeah, even says like I'll be baptized when basically like I think of as lowly of Thor and Odin as I do of of like Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> um Yeah. It it is funny because uh also just like knowing the history of the the Christianization of Iceland uh 
like I mean we can we can have our reads when we uh get to descriptions of it, but like my impression of it has always been it was like a political maneuver. Um it was like look like not we we technically like believe in Thor, Noden, and all of those guys. Uh but like a lot of us don't care that much. There's yeah. some people who do, but a lot of us don't. Uh, there's some people who also really care about this, like, Christ guy. One of them is the king of Norway who's going to start shit with us if we don't convert. So, like, let's just agree to all convert, and then, like, maybe you can just practice in secret. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, records of people. Deal. Yeah, there's a lot of records of people, like, secretly practicing. Um, Pascal's wager makes a lot more sense when the, the like, just believe because it's easier side is a king who's really mad at you if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because then it is, yeah, it's just like, well, I don't want to start shit with him. So, yeah, <laughs> um. uh, yeah uh, I really like these. There's, this was um, probably the best section of reading we've had since starting this. I, it was good. Yeah, it's nice, too, that, like, we got to a part where we're just with, like, these characters. Yes. Um, we don't get, like, a bunch of generations here. Um we basically just get the sto- like, like four bad years is what we get. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also like not too long before this, I think in the previous reading we got like, uh, Carton and Bully as kids. So like we basically yeah. get like their full adult lives, which are yes. short lived because of all of this. But, um, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. There, there's so much humor in this part too, uh, in a way that's really good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think that's it, though. I mean, I feel like we've touched on a couple of themes. We'll probably have, like, broader reads when we finish it off. Um, yeah. I don't know if we want to do uh, Bully Bullison's Tale when we do that. Uh, I think it's, like, right after it in, in this tome we have. We could, like, tack okay. that on if we wanted. Is it long? I don't know. It's, like, 12 pages. Oh, yeah, we could just do that. Yeah. Um, we just find out about his, his son. Uh, who we do get, uh, I didn't write it in the notes, but we do get uh, shortly after Bully dies. Um, then Guthrun gives birth to a, a son and names him Bully. So. Yeah. Um, love, to, love to saddle a kid with the <laughs> name of uh, their dead father. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a portent of bad things possibly coming. I mean, he does just get a tale. He doesn't get a full saga, so... That's true. <laughs> Can't be that bad, or they'd write a whole saga about him. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy this, too, because I feel like... Uh, so, I was actually re-listening to our previous two episodes, uh, oh. just to, like refresh on some stuff because we did get a bunch of like various side stories, but some of them do end up like tying into, Oh, like this person who came up is going to like be a part of the party that's going to kill, you know, it's not like core to the what's happening here. Um, but you sometimes you do get those like other little things that was happening previously, like starting to trickle in and influence things. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, Twigbelly is just a, a great guy. <laughs> He's just a good guy. You know, capital G guy. Yeah. Um, I like the description of him just, like, hastily rushing in. Um, 
Uh, I love whenever they just go and do a murder because I feel like the way it's depicted is like when you kite like six guys in Dark Souls and they all kind of file into the door just to get <laughs> brutally murdered because they're in a choke point. This happens yeah. a lot in the sagas. Yeah. And then like eventually one of them gets in the hit, you know? Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, another another small thing I know. This is like not in really related to the the saga but there's uh in chapter 55 they say in those days the valley was thick uh thickly wooded um mm. and i was just reading it being like man they sure deforested iceland so fast <laughs> the the like norse just moved in and just like cleared all of the forest oh, really? um yeah there's there's like uh active efforts to try and like plant trees again uh but it's very hard because it basically just became tundra because all of it got chopped down like too fast for it to grow back um mm. so uh so yeah there it seems like there wasn't a ton oh <laughs> there's also so i just thought of this because uh skogar is icelandic for forest um there's this funny i forget where it is but where they're like uh they went to this farm like you know, something Skogar, and then they went to Skogar, and then we, they went to this other farm named Skogar. Similarly, I think, like, right at the beginning, we get the lineage of uh, Ausker Scatterbrain. Um, yeah. There's just a bunch of names repeated, just, like, constantly naming each other after, like, yes. or naming their kids after, like, you know, dads or whatever. Yeah. Um, Lem has joined us and keeps wanting to leave and enter the door. Um, I think that's it, though. I think that's all yeah. I really have for the this. I, I mean, I love this. This is yeah. why I really like the saga, but um, I feel like it's all in the text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess then next time we'll finish it up. Chapters 57 yeah. through 78. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. And then we'll tack on uh, the tale of Bully Bullison. Yeah, so I guess we're just having a long fuck off episode next week. Yeah, let me let me like look at. So I went to this one, I was like, oh, 16 chapters. That's not too bad. And like one of them is like fucking 20 pages. Like, okay. Yeah. So it'll be. Uh, let me see if I can quick do the math. Eh, it's like 52 pages, I think. Okay. 383 to 435. Okay. Not nothing. Yeah. Um, I'll have to, like, try and read it a little bit earlier than I normally do. Um, it'll be good, though. We still haven't gotten her last husband. Yeah, Lutheran goes on. She gets married again. <laughs> uh, I feel like she should stop. I feel like they should not allow her to marry ever again. Especially at this point where... You had that dream of the four husbands yes. and like the three that went bad, like were pro- prophesied to go bad, went bad. I think you should be like, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah. we'll, we'll learn more about her again. I think she's the main, the true main protagonist just because she spans the most of the book. So, mm-hmm. um, Reptic Yarton, who's a real one. Yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Now I gotta just deal with uh Guthrin's bullshit, which is fine, but Yeah. Um 
So where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore B. You can find all these podcasts at normapping.com. You should listen to Reptory Screenings, where we recently did an episode on uh, with Neil and I, which is really good. Uh, that movie uh, didn't know what it was and had a great time. Um, you can support all of my podcasts at patreon.com slash normapping. For $5 a month, you get Blockbusters, the most recent Blockbusters coming up. Um, it'll be out on Monday or Monday on yeah, Monday. It's already recorded is about treasure planet. And if you're like treasure planet seems kind of thin, let me tell you 40 minutes of that is not about treasure planet. <laughs> um, we also had a big long VoIP life at our $10 tier that uh, you were on. Uh, yeah, I was going to say this at the very beginning when you were talking about the, uh, ornate stairwells, cause there was another podcast we were on, but. You might uh, be back uh, next month for <coughs> Blockbusters. Tease, little tease. Next oh, week yeah. Are we, are we teasing that? Because we, we say. Yeah, we can just tease it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I do just say lay it out what, what next month's going to be for on at the end of Blockbusters. So okay. people can look forward to that. Yeah, I had, a, I had a moment when you were talking about Blockbusters where I wanted to be like, oh, you know, maybe there'll be some, some fun guests or something next time. Um, no, it's just you. No. <laughs> I'm extra laughing just because I know. Anyway, um, that's another tease. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Do you have more yeah, stuff to yeah. plug? Okay. Um, people can follow me at Foxwomnia on Twitter and Coast. I've been super bad at using Coast lately. Me I really too. fell over it or fell off it over the holidays. Um, because I just was not on my laptop a lot while I was hanging around my parents. Um, you can go listen to all of my other podcasts at exportodd.io. Uh, there's Ornate Stairwells, which already came up. It's a movie podcast. Uh, Ghost Divers, an anime podcast. Uh, I need to finish editing the episode that's supposed to go out on Friday. Um, and But we have Kim on. Uh, those episodes have been great. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we're doing IBO next for people who care about Gundam um, and can't wait for, for GGP to get IBO. Yeah, or, I was going to say, I, I yeah. can't listen to that. Uh. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then the other one is Pondering Putan. Uh, and I think our most recent episode, uh, the most recent Patreon episode, uh, which I think is Chapter 22, Um not that we really talk about the manga very often, but that was a really fun one. Uh, I enjoyed that one a lot. I thought it was very funny. Um, uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I always enjoy when uh, that subject comes up because no one else I know podcasts about it, and I always find it delightful. I honestly wish it would more have been about that. I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, it goes places that I did not expect it to go, but yeah, um, yeah. it's full of surprises, so... I've been trying to like keep the surprise of it, uh, you know, unannounced. So, um, that's it. All right. We don't have anything extra because, um, I'm tired and uh, it's been a long day. Um, I have a perfect great unleashed Gundam to build. You got the biggest fuck off Gundam in the entire world. It's so big. Yeah. Are you like actually going to start that soon or are you just going to let sit for a while? Um, I really want to start it soon. I I'm in the middle of building the Hyakushiki, so Oh, you should finish that first. Yeah, That's I should really finish that. Build. 
Um, and then, like, I, I'm torn because I do want to just build the the granddaddy. Um, but, like, I've got the high gog. Uh, that would be fun to do. It's just an HG. That would be um, easy. That's, like, one long afternoon. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple other HGs that I could knock out. Um, I'm going to save... I, I guess I could do the uh Alfreth from from um the like prologue for Witch for Mercury. Um sure. but I'm gonna save the other two are our IBO kits, so I'm gonna save them from we're actually doing it. Um okay. and then the other thing is I have the uh Strike Rouge plus Otori. So I wanna build that while we're watching Sea Destiny. Oh yeah, in honor <laughs> just of like Sea in, Destiny. Just so I can have like some joy from having to watch Sea Destiny. <laughs> um, I feel like that kit will still be fun. As I as I always say, I got it because I like Kigali, even though the show doesn't. So the show actively hates her. Anyway, um, it's remarkable. Yeah, we can't talk about Seed. I'd rather do anything else, like edit oh, this podcast and put it out early. And so. I have to talk about it eventually. God, so. <laughs> I, for everyone's sake, I hope that everyone we care about in Seed is already dead by the time we reach the end of Seed Destiny. Yeah. Um, I'm still just shaking my head like, man, I should have angled for the SD Gundam Force finale. <laughs> you could have had it. No, yeah. one's, no one was there. That was just us. <laughs> the show was so good. The fuck no, are you had people to, you doing had to, watching you had to Seed? You sign up for the worst thing we're ever going to watch, probably. <laughs> uh... And I'm committed to watching all of it. Yeah. At least there's Dunbine. Yeah, uh, been great. Um, all right, we have to get out of here because I want to yeah. not be editing in, like till eleven. So see you next week. Until then, we're out of the podcast. Yeah, then we were out of the podcast.
Oh, 